0: Critically acclaimed. Hey everyone, and welcome to part two of the Jenny and Georgia episode of this podcast. I am really excited to talk about this because, like I mentioned in part one, I really enjoyed the show way more than I expected to. I feel like that was mainly because I just wasn't planning on watching the show, so I didn't like have any built-up expectations. Now, obviously, everyone was talking about it, um, and it definitely did give off Gilmore Girls vibes. But if anything, it was just the pop culture references, like I mentioned um, in part one, and also, like, the character equivalents. So, obviously, Ginny is Rory, um, Georgia is Lorelai, Zion is Christopher, Joe is Luke, Hunter is Dean, Marcus is Jess, and Max is Lane or Paris, I guess. Oh, and Jennifer is... or not Jennifer that's the actress who plays her um was Ellen is Suki but honestly like Ginny and Georgia are so different than Rory and Lorelai because in Gilmore Girls they're much more like sisters and friends but in Ginny and Georgia Ginny is like full-on embarrassed of Georgia at times doesn't want her to be at school and all that so you don't get the same like closeness vibe um, plus that's heightened by the fact that Ginny feels like she doesn't know who her mom is anymore after all the lying and finding out everything she's done. Um, so, yeah. Now, with that in mind, someone on TikTok said the idea of, like, it being Gilmore Girls meets Desperate Housewives, which I could agree on because of, like, the events that happen, like the murder and scandal. But I think that the tone of the show is is much more, like, insatiable, where it's almost like Georgia is a bit of a psychopath. Like, yes, everything she is doing is for her kids, and she does care about them, unlike sociopaths who, like, don't care about anyone. But she's still murdering people. I mean, clearly Kenny, and then from what it looked like, Anthony, too. So we're gonna see some more. Um, but overall, I think the best way for me to break down... Um, all of my opinions is through the characters and it kind of really just divided it up up into like ginny and georgia and then like the people that fall into ginny and georgia's lives so starting with ginny I already mentioned again in part one, but in case you didn't listen, Tony Gentry, who plays Ginny, actually graduated from my alma mater, Emory University, um, one year before me. So she graduated in 2019. I didn't know her, but I still think like that's pretty cool. Um, And for some reason, she reminds me a lot of one of my roommates from college. And it's really eerie like the whole time I'm watching it. Um, but anyway, as for her character, I keep going back and forth with, like, liking her and not liking her. I definitely didn't love her at the beginning because she was just really awkward with Marcus and it was uncomfortable to watch at times. And also, she was always, like, really insecure about the friend group, but I guess that was the point since she was new. Um, also, every time Hunter surprised her with something, the look on her face of being surprised... Um, and like when she would put both of her hands over her like nose and mouth like and like just being shocked face it just always bugged me I don't know why but the face just bugged me um, I did love the scenes when she stood up for herself whether it was on the first day of school when she calls out the teacher about the books on the syllabus that was epic And then when she saluted back to Marcus at the end of the first episode, that was like, oh, yes, girl, do that. And then obviously her entire like poem slash essay about where she belongs. It was so powerful, like beyond words. But honestly, in the moment, all I could think about was how I annoyed I was because like she starts off reading from the paper, but then it's like, okay, yeah, she just memorized it like casual. Um, I mean, I know it's a show and it's unrealistic and all that, but that these are the things I think of and there's definitely more things that I'm going to point out later that just catch my attention and they probably, you know, don't go on anyone else's radar. Um, I also loved her relationship with Zion. It seems like their relationship is like the only healthy one on the show. Like Ginny and Georgia, definitely not healthy because they lie to each other and everything. But I really love how Zion and her actually talk, and even though Georgia is technically a single mom, because, you know, he's not around all the time, he is still in her life with phone calls, and now he's going to be more involved. And of course, I absolutely loved the scene when he took her to the Slam Poetry event and he did that piece on fatherhood, like, it was just really touching. Um, Then, in terms of, like, Ginny's relationships, gotta talk about um, Hunter and Marcus. So... The show makes it seem like Hunter is the hottest, most popular guy in school. And like, oh my god, Ginny, you're so lucky that he likes you. But I don't understand why. Like, I think he is so unattractive. And every time like he surprises Ginny with the song or the tap dancing, it's all just so cringe. And like, of course, we have to talk about the scene when they're like, one upping each other with the oppression Olympics. Like, there was all sorts of wrong with that conversation. Like, I couldn't even believe they were saying what they were saying while I was, well, I was just like, how how is this on a show? Like, I don't even understand. And I ended up seeing a TikTok video where someone looked up the creators of the show, and they were both white. So this person was saying, like, that's why they think that it came across very cringe, because they're like, oh, of course, because it's two people, two white people writing this. But I don't know, it just seemed like, very out of place and a lot of times like the show tries to be very woke and gen z and like 2020 culture and all that but sometimes it's just really cringeworthy and i feel like it backfires um and instead of like trying to like stand out and be that and like get people excited about that aspect of the show it almost is like an area that people then like are making fun of in a sense So then we have to talk about Marcus, the clear choice. He is definitely way more attractive. And he's just got, you know, that brooding, doesn't really care vibe that is, like, so intriguing, I guess, but he's obviously also, like, extremely broken, and that's what makes him even more intriguing. Like, that scene when Ginny went off on him, and then he got into the crash, heartbreaking. Um, I definitely need to see flashbacks of him when he like was going through losing his friends and all that like I need to see what he was like beforehand and and even then the afterwards like immediately afterwards because they say he went through some dark stuff so I want to kind of see all of that Um, and then like at the root of everything he's a good person he's just obviously again been hurt and I think we especially saw that like when he was taking care of Max when she was drunk like that was so cute and so adorable um but honestly how Ginny and Marcus like started was insane so he obviously was like laying it on thick he knows he's attractive he knows like she's kind of interested he knows he's hot like all of that but the whole scene when Ginny is sitting in Max's room and he's like walking up to her all slowly and building the tension and then he like stops right in front of her and it looks like he's moving in for a kiss but he went to just grab his stash of weed from behind her like Come on. And I actually saw a video on TikTok from one of the creators, like she has an account on TikTok. And so she shared a story and said that this scene was inspired by a real event that happened to her when she was younger. So like, I guess when she was in middle school or high school or something, she was at her house like watching TV in the basement with like her then crush. And apparently he did the same thing where like he reached behind her for the remote, but like he was building this tension and she like leaned in for a kiss or something and then years later i guess when they were actually dating or something he said like you know i knew i could have had you then or something and i was like oh my god um so it's that was interesting just to get that little note of an inside scoop of where it came from um but then right after that scene obviously Ginny goes back outside and she gets on the motorcycle, tries to be all cool, and then she gets off the motorcycle and just like plants one on him and kisses him, only for him to like walk away and get into Padma's car and she's just like, "Oh no, what did I do?" It's like, "Yeah. What did what did you do?" And then of course, later they sleep together and obviously it was both of theirs like it was both of them their first times, but we only know it's Jinny's at that point. Um, And then later on, we find out that it was Marcus's first time also. And that whole thing reminded me of the OC with Seth and Summer, how obviously, like, um, Seth comes over and, like, confesses his love and everything for Summer, and she gives in. And, like, they just sleep together right there, and it's really bad. It's really awkward, everything, because obviously it was Seth's first time. And then only, like, a little bit later, we find out that it was also Summer's first time. And everyone was like, why didn't you tell him, like, and everything. Um, So, yeah. But overall... I just really like Marcus's character. He's also, like, such a mood. Like, when he reacts to Hunter's dance, oh my god, he, there's, like, a scene where he took a pen and he's, like, trying to jam it into his face. Or just some of his comments that he makes, like, especially to his mom, I just think they're really spot on. Um, and I really just think he didn't get enough screen time, so I'm really eager to see what happens with him and Ginny, especially, like, given how it ended where, like, they had that big explosion in the school, like, with the friend group. And he says it was a mistake, and she's hurt by that, but then, like they have that small little interaction before like Ginny packs up her things and leaves, so I'm intrigued to see what's gonna happen then also, with Ginny, we obviously have to talk about mang, which is such a stupid thing that they name their friend group, like I feel like that's really weird. Um I think they are literally one of the most toxic group of friends I've ever seen. I mean, even their little sayings like, "Love, you mean it, hate you kidding." like it's just one of those unrealistic high school friendships where they make it seem like they're each other's ride or dies but they're more like Serena and Blair with all this passive aggressiveness and honestly by the end of it when like the group is like imploding I thought they were all gonna kill themselves or something like mainly Abby but I just really feel that from like all of that like that was the vibe I was getting like oh my god This group cannot stay like mad at each other for this long because someone's going to do something drastic and it scares me. Also, I feel like it was kind of weird how Max just like instantly became best friends with Ginny. Like, was she not already that close with Abby and Nora, who she's known for a lot longer? Ginny comes to town and it's like they're the two like closer together, like they're better friends in the group. It just seems kind of weird. Um, I definitely love Max though. She's one of my favorite characters. Her energy and personality is off the walls. Like she is so wild, but I love it. She talks so quickly. She just bounces from thought to thought, which can sometimes backfire, um especially like in her relationships with Sophie. So I thought that whole relationship was kind of whack. First of all, a sophomore dating a senior, very unlikely. But then how like she went all crazy at Halloween. So Sophie didn't want anything to do with her because she thought she was immature. Max apologizes and then they become a couple. But they're like a couple couple already. Max is saying I love you. And we honestly got a timeline that makes literally no sense. So she screws up on Halloween. Then a few days later I guess she apologizes and they start dating. So it's early November. Then, um, they're together for a few weeks, I guess. And we find out that Sophie, like, finds out about getting into NYU early decision. Um, and Max is like, but it's only November. So. That, so like they break up, but that doesn't make sense because one, if she applied early decision to um, a college, the deadline would have been in November and she wouldn't have found out till mid-December. So that doesn't make sense. And it also doesn't make sense because if it's November when she's finding out and they only started dating at the beginning of November, that means they were literally dating for like at most three weeks. So it seems really ridiculous that Max is, like, already saying I love you and is having this whole mental breakdown, like, upset about their relationship ending. Like, I just think they didn't do a good job with that, like, development of this. I mean, they're probably hoping that, like, not, pe- not many people are going to, like, really pick up on that. Again, that's how I watch TV um, and I think about these things. But it just was weird to me. So then more specifically within Mang, Abby. So clearly she's got some stuff that needs to be delved into. And I didn't like how they kind of just teased it, but didn't like really do anything with it. Like obviously she has body dysmorphia since she's taping her thighs in secret. And they had that additional scene when they were playing like Truth or Dare and they wanted Abby and Brody to switch clothes, but she obviously didn't want to take off her jeans because then they would see the tape. So that was like another scene... But, like, they just left it with that. They didn't do anything more. And then, obviously, she's still going through stuff in response to her parents' divorce. But, again, they brushed it right – like, they just brushed it off when they all met at Joe's and were talking about things and, like, oh, not everything's about you. We all have stuff going on. I don't know. It just feels like she's got some dark issues. And I feel like I don't like her at times because I'm just nervous that she's going to kill herself. Also, someone commented on one of my TikTok videos saying like, you're in Ginny in Georgia, right? And I would imagine they were thinking like, I'm Katie Douglas who plays Abby because of the red hair. But I simply commented like, nope, I don't see how I look like her at all. But like, okay. And then Nora, she just seems like a completely flat character. Like, all we know about her is that she's adopted, she's in a relationship with the guy whose name I think is Jordan, and, like, she's uncomfortable with the guns in the house and tells her mom about it. Literally, it's all we know, know, so it just kind of seems, like, pointless. Um, And then just a side note about, like, the extended friend group with the guys. So Brody, honestly, how do they think that we think that's what a 15 year old looks like like this guy is solid 25 years old at least um and it just i don't even like come on okay like everyone else like the majority of the cast like the teenagers are like 22 to 24 years old but like at least they can like look like they're they're younger brody just straight up doesn't and just like how stupid do you think we are like the casting was not great um So yeah, the friend group is basically done by the end of the show and I think is really stupid. Like, first of all, Max being mad at Ginny, I get it for the lying, but I don't understand why it's always such a big deal in shows when someone wants to date their best friend's sibling. Like, they always make it way more than it is. As someone who has an older brother, like, I could understand it would be weird. I mean, none of my friends have dated my brother, thankfully, but I just think they always overreact with it. Um, so yeah, and also that just makes me think of the scene when Ginny's like apologizing to Max while she's literally on stage for like sing sing. And I'm like, how on earth is Max staying in character on stage and nailing everything while also like coming in and out talking to Ginny about all this? But I also am like, she's literally standing in the wings talking to Ginny. Isn't her mic still on? Like I don't understand how she can literally get on stage. Sing, 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 whatever, and then gets off stage and starts talking about Ginny and Marcus, and no one's hearing everything. That just didn't make sense. But again, I noticed these things. Okay, so that's everything I think about Ginny and all of the people in her life. Now, Georgia. So I honestly don't really like her as much as other people do. First of all, I need to know if her accent is real because it is heavy, but it seems even heavier in the flashbacks, and I feel like the accent doesn't match the actress who plays young Georgia like at all it just seems like totally unexpected um I don't know I do love her wardrobe but that's like about it I just feel like everyone is obsessed with how much of an icon she is like being this strong independent woman and all of her life lessons and like you know the like phrases that she uses here and there but like she's also a criminal And she's only going to bring everyone in her life down with, like, with her. And it's so, so frustrating. But at the same time, I still want to see her happy ending, I guess. Like, I don't know why. I'm just, like, rooting for some things. So with that being said, I definitely ship her with Joe over Paul. So Paul's character was fine at first, helping him acclimate or helping um, Georgia acclimate to town, helping with Austin, who was really cute at the beginning, but he kind of is a little annoying now, like by the end. I don't know why, but he's just like with constantly getting into the fights and being so aggressive and like, I don't know, it's just, it's, he's annoying me a little bit. Um, But then with Paul, like he pulled the whole thing about wanting power. So now I feel like I don't know if they're actually a real relationship. Like it doesn't seem like the situation with Kenny where Georgia was literally only looking for money. But I really don't know at this point. Also, again, I'm just going to mention it. I mentioned in part one, but it's really funny because Scott Porter plays Paul and I know him from Friday Night Lights and Heart of Dixie and I'm actually re-watching Friday Night Lights with my dad. Um, I haven't seen it in like several years, so I really don't remember anything, but I just think it's really funny that um, I'm watching Friday Night Lights with Scott Porter in it who plays Jason Street from like 15 years ago while also like watching him on a show from 2021. It's just like really weird. Um so yeah. So then as for Joe like Joe is where it's at. First of all, I just got to say like obviously I mentioned it in part 1 and we we everyone know this, knows this, but like little mini Degrassi reunion. We've got um Esme who is playing uh, who is Nora now, um Frankie who is Max in this and then obviously Joe was Sav in um Degrassi and Sav was one of my personal favorite characters. Um, I think he has only gotten way more attractive with time um, and I just love him he's one of my favorite characters and again who didn't get enough screen time obviously it seems like him and Georgia are going to do this whole Luke and Lorelai will they won't they dance for several seasons assuming the show gets renewed um, I although Netflix shows seem to move a lot quicker I think um, I absolutely loved the flashback scene. Like, that was probably my favorite thing of this whole show, honestly, because I love those things where, like, rewarding fans with the details and, you know, just like, oh my God, you didn't expect that to happen. I just loved it. So, um, obviously, this was when, like, Georgia learned that she was pregnant. And then we learned that the kid who gave her the sandwich was Joe. And there are, like, small nods here and there, bugging the audience to be like, all right, when are they going to realize? And now we obviously know that Joe knows, but when is he going to tell Georgia? Like, he's just so sweet. And I feel like, like, as much as I want him to tell Georgia and I want them to be together, I just feel like he's being taken advantage of a lot and not appreciated enough. Um, so, yeah. Also, just a side note about Joe, I love his little friendship with Ginny. But when Ginny starts telling him about Hunter and Marcus and how Hunter was so good in bed, I laughed so. So hard because that was so awkward um, but that was it was great um, and then as for other friendships I really love Ellen and Georgia's friendships They kind of had a fight at the end, so hopefully they'll somehow reconcile it. I just really like Ellen's character. She's, like, one of the characters that has really good one-liners on the show, and it seems like they're trying to make her that, like, relatable mom where she's like, I have no idea what I'm doing and, like, smiling through while drinking wine um, type of situation. So I get that. And then my two final thoughts about, like, plot and I don't even know anything – absolutely loved the sophomore sleepover episode like the cupid shuffle scene and that whole like setup with the carnival games and food and all that like it just seems so cool like I would have loved if my school did something like that um and the second thought is the soundtrack for this show was absolutely fantastic like literally I only recognize a few songs here and there, but then there were a lot of moments where I like Shazam the song because I thought it was a cool, like good vibe song. But I just also thought that the songs worked really well with certain scenes. And it was like, I went on Spotify to find this the playlist because I wanted to listen to it. But it's almost like, you know how sometimes you like the song more because of the scene and what's happening in it. So I feel like there were some songs that I enjoyed listening to on their own, but then there were others were like, oh, it was probably just like the scene that it went with that it was like really good. But I think the one that stood out to me was definitely the Trampoline remix at the end of the first episode when, um you know, that's when Ginny salutes Marcus. And I was like, oh, that was just so, so good. And the other song was Cool Girl by um Savage, not Savage, excuse me, by Tovlov. And I just thought that was such a good, it's a catchy song and I've been listening to it. Okay, another thing I wanted to talk about with the show Um, is something that makes it very similar to Gilmore Girls, like I mentioned. And that is like the notable pop culture references. So there are a ton and I'm sure you picked up on a lot of them and you could read articles with all of them. And I might make a TikTok video with some of my favorites. Um, But these are the ones that like I at least remembered when recapping the show. Um, So this was like, the happened in the very beginning of the show the very first episode and that's when they're driving to willsbury to wellsbury and jenny says that georgia looks like rizzo from greece but she says vanessa hudgens obviously referring to greece live um and not the original like greece so i was like okay then obviously within like the first 10 minutes they mentioned the gilmore girls they're like we're like the gilmore girls but with bigger boobs i'm like yes but the gilmore girls are better um and then, of course, so I knew about that line from the trailer already. Then there was the whole Britney Spears one for Halloween. So, at first, when they mention her, they don't say like free Britney, but they say like they want what's best for her and are like alluding to the whole thing with Britney, um, like all the scandal with her dad and the, all that legal stuff that's been happening. And that just made me think of like the writing and the creation of the show because obviously, I guess the scandal with Britney has been around for a while, but the documentary on Hulu only came out like last. Last month so I just thought it was like pretty crazy how the timing worked out well um, and you know the comment was like oh my god they're really on top of things even though like I said the scandal came out like a few months ago was being discussed like on social media but then it was really cemented with the documentary um, but honestly I would have fallen on the floor had there been like a comment about skinny jeans and side parts because of like oh my god that would have been literally even more like with up to date and that would have been scary in a sense like because obviously they film everything in advance and then there's editing and stuff but they can't like reshoot things when like oh there's a new relevant pop culture reference we could include like no you can't do that but I did learn that apparently when they're filming things you can change the writing now I don't know if this is the case for Netflix but I was watching um an Instagram takeover on e on E W, I guess, like on Entertainment Weekly's Instagram, Milo manheim who you guys know I love. Um, he was a guest star on The Connors like last week, so he did an Instagram takeover and was answering questions. And so he a- answered a question about improv, and like he's like, "Oh, can you improv during um session?" He's like, "No, at least for that show, no, because especially like because of the timing." And I'm sure that's um especially an issue with like COVID and the new restrictions when they're filming. Like, obviously they're trying to get everything done as soon as quickly. So, you know, people can be safe. But he was saying how literally when he was on set, the writers are sitting there as they're filming. And if like they see them act something out and using a line, but they're like, oh, they don't like the way it's coming across or it's just not sounding good. They will literally change the words right then and there and like change the scripts. So that's kind of crazy. But um, again, I don't know if that's how it works at Netflix also, but I just thought that was a little interesting thing back to Britney though um the costumes I thought their entrance was iconic like the costumes were so good but they just like owned it and like you know coming down the stairs with the song it was just like wow um and in case you didn't know what each of the Britney eras were I am gonna tell you it so Max's first costume of like the orange jumpsuit Was from the Oops I Did It Again video, like music video, and then her second costume was from I'm a Slave for You, which had like the snake and everything. Abby's costume took me the uh, longest to figure out, but it was from the music video for Me Against the Music with Madonna. I've never even heard of that song. I bet if I listen to it, like I'll recognize the song, but by name I didn't know it. And this was like you know the pantsuit with like the collar and the tie and the hat, um, and then Nora's costume of like the blue flight attendant outfit was obviously from Toxic and then Ginny's was baby one more time like the classic schoolgirl girl outfit um, so yeah then back to other um, pop culture references I loved the pretty woman comment when Georgia goes to buy a bag in the boutique and she's like I thought we were gonna have a little pretty woman moment and then like she ends up having a pretty woman moment so I liked that Um, and then at one point Georgia said they don't know we know they know we know and I mean I picked up that as like a nod to Friends being a huge fan of the show but also she says welcome to adulthood it sucks to Ginny at one point and that of course reminded me of the very first episode of Friends when Monica says welcome to the real world it sucks you're gonna love it so I would imagine that was also like a nod to it. Um, and then the final pop culture reference that I want to acknowledge is a moment for my Degrassi fans. And so at one point, Max mentions Drake and Josh, but then she says like something about um like, it's like Drake and Josh without Josh. Um so it's just Drake but not like Drake Drake as in like obviously Drake the rapper. Um and then she's like we should go to a Drake concert. Um and like I said the Degrassi fan inside of me did read into that because obviously Jake played Jimmy Brooks on Degrassi before he became a successful artist and we knew him as Aubrey Graham. So I just wanted to acknowledge that for my Degrassi fans. Um so yeah. Now Um, I want to talk about my predictions for season two if we get a season two. So overall for Georgia – I think it'll be interesting to see how her past continues to play a role in the plot. Like, obviously, by the end, we learn that Kenny's ashes were scattered with the fireworks, so they have no way to prove that murder. But now stuff is coming up about that Anthony guy, Um, so that'll be interesting. And then I feel like we're not done with her family. Like, maybe her mom and stepdad will come face-to-face with current Georgia or something. I feel like that would be a really interesting moment just to see them, like like I don't know just see each other face to face and like her showing them who she is now and everything um but yeah her her past is definitely going to continue to haunt her um then as for Ginny I honestly don't know how far she thinks she's going to get like why didn't she just go live with her dad if it was really an issue to be around her mom like this is I don't even know like this show is clearly so different than Gilmore Girls aside from it being a full drama and the murder and whatever but like I mentioned at the beginning Ginny and George's relationship is so different than Lorelai and and Rory's Ginny's embarrassed of her mom and doesn't want her in school and they don't talk about everything like at first um there's a little bit but Ginny hides things from her mom unlike Rory like they're literally like Rory and Lorelai are friends or sisters But I don't know. I just really don't see how um, Jenny thinks she's going to last out in, like, the real world with just, like, the beat-up motorcycle, some cash, and also the fact that she's bringing her six-year-old brother with her. Like, I don't even know. And the last thing I want to address... Um, I don't really have any other predictions. I mean, I don't know. I guess Mang will probably form their friendship. Their friendship again. I'm hoping Marcus and Ginny get back together, and Hunter like goes away. Um, and I hope Joe tells Georgia at some point. But again, I don't want him to be brought down with all the drama. So yeah. Um, so those are all my predictions. And then the last thing I wanted to address was the Taylor Swift controversy because people think it's getting in the way of a potential renewal. Now, I'm a major Taylor Swift fan, so just keep that in mind as we have this little discussion. So, overall, I do think the comment, which was, you go through more men than Taylor Swift, was not the best line to include in the show to get their point across. Obviously, we get they're making a pop culture reference and they're trying to be funny, but it is surprising that they would make this specific comment digging at such an iconic celebrity who is constantly having to defend herself as a woman. Like, I don't think it's a good idea to do it with any artist or any celebrity, or for that matter. Um, I think they could have definitely made the point they were trying to make, like, some other way. Um, But I just think that Taylor Swift was a wrong choice because she literally has the song The Man, where she goes out and, like, is talking about how she always has to prove herself as a woman and like if a man did the same thing that she was doing in her career they wouldn't be questioned but she is always questioned and labeled certain terms um differently so I just think that that was a poor decision on the writers um especially because like I just think in general Taylor Swift owns like so much like she's just too powerful of a person with her fans and, um, the media that like, you don't go against Taylor Swift publicly because you'll never win. And this again was really surprising because like I said earlier, I saw the creator of Ginny and George's TikTok account. And one of her videos I saw was like, tell me your show, um, like has a whole, like your whole creative team for your show is made up of women without telling me your whole creative team is made up of women. So, her whole point of that was like female empowerment and they wanted a show that was going to be showing strong female relationships. But then to like tear down such an icon with that comment, I just think it was a poor choice. Um, And I know a lot of people like think Taylor Swift is overreacting. Um, I mean, it could just be that I'm a huge fan of her. So I'm going to always defend Taylor Swift, but I do think it was a very 2010 joke. Like, you know, you can't you don't say that nowadays just like the same thing was with the oppression olympics like what was that i just i just think there was so much better ways to get across all their issues of like diversity and representation and the problem with inclusion when you're biracial and that like you know jenny felt like she's not white enough for the people who are white but she's not black enough for the people who are black and she doesn't feel like she can really fit in any box and i think the poem she read in class definitely that was a great job but then they like almost canceled it out with having the oppression olympics thing so it's like it just sending mixed signals i feel like from the writer's room um But going forward in general, I just don't think that this comment will be the reason the show doesn't get renewed because it's kind of like the thing – there's no such thing as bad publicity. Since everyone is talking about it, people are going to be like, oh, I need to watch the show. I need to hear the comment, blah, blah, blah. So naturally more people are viewing it and it's going to only continue to trend. Um, So I think as long as more people continue to watch the show and they're talking about it, enjoying the the story, things are resonating with them, I think it'll be good to go. I mean, I can't guarantee that. I don't work for Netflix. I don't know their algorithm for renewing shows. But for what I've seen so far, it's being talked about a fair amount in the media and on TikTok. I mean, not that TikTok is the end all be all, but like that was the same thing with Bridgerton was on there. So I would imagine that it'll get renewed. Um, so yeah, but overall, those are all my opinions about Ginny and Georgia. Again, I pleasantly, lot like I pleasantly surprised with how much I enjoyed it. Like I keep saying, um, I hope we get another season. Um, and yeah, so. Hopefully, you're following me on Instagram and TikTok, but if you're not, please do so at Not So Critically Acclaimed on both. Also, I would like to remind everyone that if you don't already know, I created a Facebook group. It's called Not So Critically Acclaimed. Just like my, the rest of my brand. And I wanted to create this space as like a community for people who love TV shows to connect with one another and like have conversations. Because I mean, I, that was the whole reason why I started my podcast to begin with. But I feel like a lot of times, you know, I ask these questions or I'm like, did anyone else think this? Or like, let me know. And like a few times people do DM me in response to things I've said on the podcast, but most of the time it's just like me holding the conversation on one side. So that's why I wanted to create the Facebook page. That way we can actually talk about some of these these things and you can even connect with other people. So please join it. It's in the link in my bio in both Instagram and TikTok um, accounts. So it's the very top box. You just click on it. It'll ask you your favorite TV show, as well as to um, accept the rules of the group. And that's just, you know, no bullying, be kind, be respectful no hate. And then I'll approve your request. And then you can see all the other posts. You can then um, post whatever you like. Again, I will be filtering. So I get a notification when you've submitted a thing and I then approve it or don't approve it um but you can post literally anything related to tv shows so whether it's like I just finished watching this show I need another show to watch that's similar like I just finished watching Ginny and Georgia what should I watch next you can totally ask that if you want to do a poll like who is your favorite character from Grey's Anatomy or if you're like I don't know you're like I'm really on team Jess for Gilmore Girls what are you guys like what do you think um asking that if you want to post memes if you want to post like a tiktok video you saw if you want to post a throwback of like i don't know does anyone else remember this disney channel show or something um like literally anything and everything i also want to start like threads every week i keep forgetting because i don't watch things live usually but for example like tomorrow there's an episode of or excuse me tonight because it's going to be wednesday i'm filming this or recording this on tuesday Wednesday will be a new episode of Good Trouble. So I could be like starting a thread being like, this is a post for like reactions to tonight's episode of Good Trouble. And we can do that for so many shows. Like Grey's Anatomy is coming back this Thursday. We can do that too. So again, please join the Facebook group. It only has like a little bit less than 100 um, members. And I would really love to see it grow because I just think it's a really good opportunity to connect with people um, over the f- your favorite shows. So that's my plug with that. Also, um, if you have TV time, which is a great app to track all your TV shows, I recommend following me if you're interested with what I'm watching in real time, because I am literally juggling so many shows at the moment, I can't even keep track. I have like literally so many tabs open in my brain about these shows, and I'm just like eager to close them, I guess. Um, And then the last thing I'll say is please rate, review, and subscribe to my podcast on Apple Podcasts. I say it every week, but I would really love to read some feedback, comments about what you guys think about the podcast and, you know, any changes or things you want to see more of. Um, So that's all. Thanks for listening. And I'll be back next week with another show. So bye.